Welcome to the High Fidelity Podcast, Episode 2. We're back. I am your host, Bridget Connery, recording in the Hula Studio on the shores of beautiful Lake Champlain in Burlington, Vermont. This week, we are starting off with some quick hits on the cannabis marketplace in Vermont. In its most recent board meeting, the Cannabis Control Board, or CCB, approved licensing for 13 applications, one analytical lab, one retail store, three cultivators, four manufacturers, and four wholesalers. The big winner was Apex Arboretum, which received three license approvals, one each in the cultivation, wholesale, and retail categories. As a reminder, Vermont law only allows companies access to one license per category. Apex will be doing business on Pine Street in Burlington under the name Green State Dispensary. Green State has been operating as Green State Gardener, selling cannabis grow supplies, and Upstate Elevator CBD for the past several years. It is nice to see them make the leap to THC. Some new edible products are making it to the market. Flora Cannabis and Middlebury launched their house-branded gummies, and word on the street is that Upstate Elevator will have product in stores this weekend. Finally, I connected with John Sykes, Director of Retail Sales for Ceres Collaborative in Burlington. John and I were colleagues at Ceres Med. Ceres is the first vertically integrated medical cannabis license to migrate into adult use. They opened their doors at 10 a.m. on October 1st and made the first legal sale in Vermont. This is what John had to say about their first week in business. Hey, Bridget. John Sykes from Series Collaborative, calling to tell you a bit about our opening week in Burlington. It was a great week for us. We served over 4,000 customers and had a line of shoppers from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day of the week. We received great feedback about the experience, the knowledge of our associates, and the product itself. I'm just super psyched about how well our retail space turned out and that our fulfillment model works so well. The store is laid out to create an enjoyable shopping experience where you don't feel rushed or pressured to place an order quickly. Instead, customers can take their time to browse and enjoy the space until they're ready to make a purchase. I'm also really happy with the feedback we've received about our pricing, especially of our infused products. We've heard many comments about how it is more affordable than people thought it would be, even with the 21% tax. Overall, it's been a huge success, and we look forward to building off of what we've accomplished so far. Thanks. On to our high fives. This week is a big one and goes out to the Biden administration, which finally took some action on federal cannabis policy. Biden used his executive authority to pardon prior federal offenses for simple cannabis possession, Unofficial data estimates this to be about 6,500 people with convictions between 1992 and 2021. The pardons will also affect people with convictions in the District of Columbia, estimated to be in the thousands. He urged governors to do the same at the state level, where the number of convictions greatly outnumber those at the federal level. What does a pardon mean for those that qualify? Generally, this should help remove barriers that prevent access to jobs, housing, college, or federal benefits. Biden also announced that he has asked the Attorney General to review how cannabis is scheduled under the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Currently, cannabis is scheduled as a Category 1 substance, which is defined as having no medical benefit and a high potential for abuse. Clearly, cannabis does not belong in the same category as heroin and meth, and scientific research and anecdotal evidence has repeatedly shown that it does have therapeutic benefits. It will be very interesting to watch this process unfold. 
and to learn if cannabis gets rescheduled or removed from scheduling completely. Some cannabis activists are critical of Biden's recent orders because they don't fully realize the progressive platform he promised on the campaign trail. This platform was built on the belief that no one should be in jail for cannabis use. To get there, he vowed to decriminalize recreational cannabis use and automatically expunge prior convictions, to legalize medical cannabis, to allow states to legalize recreational cannabis, and to reschedule cannabis so that researchers can study its health impacts. I am hopeful that Biden's orders this past week are the first steps to enacting his broader platform. I'll take gradual progress over no progress. So this one goes out to you, Joe. High five. Let's move on now to part two of our three-part series on how to navigate Vermont's new cannabis marketplace. Last week, we shared some basic guidance on what you need to know in order to purchase, consume, and travel in Vermont. This week, we focus on quality and which questions you can ask butt tenders in order to make informed decisions about your purchases. First and foremost, it is important to understand the chemical constituents of the products you are buying, primarily the cannabinoid and terpene content. There is a lot to learn here, and it is best to go into the dispensary with a little knowledge under your cap. There are a lot of online resources that discuss the differences between THC, CBD, and CBN, the cannabinoids you will see the most on product labels, as well as terpenes like pinene, limonene, and linalool. We highly recommend the website projectcbd.org. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-C-B-D.org for this information. This site is good for beginners and experienced consumers alike. Martin Lee and his team do a great job of educating on the cannabis plant and presenting the research behind its potential therapeutic benefits. They also go into the importance of the ratio of cannabinoids in each product. For instance, THC and CBD go well together. In combination, they can boost therapeutic effect, and CBD has the ability to tamper the euphoric effect of THC. This is beneficial for those folks that want symptom relief or elevated creativity without disorientation. Butt tenders should also be able to speak to cannabinoid and terpene content. At a minimum, they are required to provide certificates of analysis, or COAs, on the cannabinoid content for all of the products they sell. Terpene analysis is not required at this time, but product manufacturers and dispensaries bring in their A-game will make this information available to you. Ask for it when you are at the dispensaries. So what is the significance of terpenes? Terpenes are volatile, aromatic compounds found in a variety of plants. They are responsible for a plant's aroma and flavor profiles. Terpenes serve to attract pollinators and to distract pests. They also perform important immune functions for the plant, which can be passed on to humans when we consume them. Cannabis flowers are abundant with terpenes. Research and personal experience show that terpene profiles in cannabis products contribute greatly to the overall experience for the consumer. It is important to pay attention to terpene content as you experiment with products to learn which ones work best for you in certain situations. If COAs for terpene content are not available, follow your nose, especially when it comes to flour. You may discover that flour with a citrusy aroma and taste may be more uplifting, while buds with an earthier floral scent may be more relaxing. Speaking of lab testing, 
product manufacturers are required to analyze all of their products for pesticides, molds and mildews, residual solvents, and human pathogens. These are all important considerations for public safety. Be sure to request this info at the dispensary. Some may also provide this information on their website. Besides the chemical constituents of the products, it is important to understand what type of extracts are used in infused products. Some edibles will be made with a fat like butter or olive oil, which was infused directly with cannabis flour. Others are made with concentrated extracts. These can be made either with solvents or without, commonly known as solventless. The solventless extracts usually retain more of the terpene profile of the original flour and can lead to both a stronger cannabis taste in the finished product and possibly a better effect. They also have the benefit of being free of residual solvents like alcohol. As a side note, Vermont does not allow hydrocarbon extraction with solvents like butane. Butane is a neurotoxin and is dangerous when present as a residual solvent. Vermont does permit CO2 extraction, which allows for the creation of a variety of different extracts, some more concentrated in cannabinoid content than others. Distillates are commonly used in edibles because they allow for accurate dosing and the almost total removal of any cannabis flavor in the product. You will learn over time what you prefer when it comes to extracts in your edibles. Ask your butt tender what they know about the extracts in each product before you purchase. Manufacturers might also include these details on their label. Finally, we think it is important to know who the people are behind the products, the farmers and the manufacturers. Vermont has taken extra care in its laws and regulations to create a sustainable marketplace that features environmentally sound practices and supports those that have been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. It is up to the consumer, that's you, to hold regulators and vendors accountable to these initiatives. When at the dispensary, ask the butt tender what they know about the farm supplying the products in their store. Is it an indoor or outdoor crop? Do they utilize organic cultivation practices? Other questions of interest may be whether the brand is BIPOC or women-owned. Is the company giving back to the community through charitable donations or paid volunteer time for their staff? What is important to you? Ask those questions at the dispensary or look for these answers on company websites ahead of your visit. All right. That is a wrap on part two of our three-part series on navigating Vermont's emerging cannabis marketplace. We hope that it is of benefit to you. Tune in next week for the last installment, which will discuss how to prepare for a positive cannabis experience. Thanks go out to my creative crew at High Fidelity, Olaf Willoughby and Shane Lynn, who helped with content creation for this episode, and the team at Syntax in Motion, particularly Will Davis, my sound engineer, for producing this show. And thanks to you for listening to us today. If you enjoy what you heard, subscribe on our website, hifivt.com. That's H-I-F-I-V-T.com. You can also request certain topics or interviews by emailing us at bewell at We'd love to hear from you. Until then, be well and have fun out there. <laughs> <laughs>